Welcome to Life in Motion podcast with the best woman trio on the planet. On this podcast, we talk about all things related to navigating the complexities of day-to-day life and how we move with the ebbs and flow of all life brings our way. We started this podcast because life be lifing, whether you're ready for it or not. Do you stick around and let's learn. Let's dive in, ladies. How has everyone been? Let's start with Kit. How has your week been? It's been good. Thank you. Nisha, how about you? It's been How's okay. Been? It's been all been right. Okay. Yeah, it's been all right. I've been tired, but uh, it's been not. It's been all right. Yeah, I'm tired. I'm always tired. Um, I was working today, so tired. <laughs> so the big question for today is uh high achieving women a turn off. I need you all to take a deep breath because the audacity for this question alone is heavy. Take it in. <laughs> Let it out. Because <laughs> me, I am already pressed. Who wants to start talking about this? First of all, I think we need to give a bit of background information as to why we chose this topic and why we want to talk about this topic as our first episode in this season. The question that we're dealing with is, is being a high achieving woman, is that a turn off? Because we came across a video of these gentlemen just laughing and talking about how being a high achieving woman is a turn off and reminds them of a masculine trait or something along those lines. Does any of you want to break it down? Like, does someone want to break it down? Because that's all I can really summarize from that video. I mean, well, first of all, any man that's intimidated by a high achieving woman is insecure. Like there's something in you that needs to feel needed by this woman. There's something in you that needs to feel like this woman completely depends on you. You know what I mean? Like, and then men also talk about wanting a woman who can bring something to the table, who can add value, who can add value to their lives. So how can I, as a high achieving woman, bring, who bring value be an offense to you how can you find that offensive you know what I mean it has to be something that's insecure on them that makes them feel that way why do you need to be needed by a woman why do you need to feel like a woman has to depend on you it has nothing to do with the woman and everything to do with him I just find it shocking that in this day and age 2022 pandemic has come mini war small war who knows what that war is going to end up being has also come you have the time. You have found time out of your 24 hours in the day. That The one that I'm not even, the 24 hours doesn't feel like enough for me. To sit down, to discuss this topic. As Nisha said, I think number one, it reflects insecurity. Mm-hmm. And like you said, people are always asking, what do women bring to the table? What do women bring to the table? And it's like, can we ever do en- enough? Can we catch a break? Because then we bring things to the table and it's like, hey, no, that's just too much. That's a masculine trait. What do you want from us? Do these men actually think we live for them? It's just the audacity to pick up your chest and say, oh, a high achieving woman. If you are threatened, if you're insecure, just say that. It's Mm. that simple. It's okay. There's power in being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. If we want to progress as a world, as a society, and you're, you're clinging on to this mindset, then you're always crying. Women don't bring anything to what does a woman bring to the table? Honey, we are the table. We don't need to bring yes. anything because we are the table. 
I want to thank these men because it's like they're displaying their ignorance for the world to see. And there are men out there who really think like them. And it's like, I feel like it's just because, you know, they, like the insecurities that you were saying, they have nothing that they bring into the table. That's why they feel intimidated because it maybe doesn't measure up to what the woman is uh, providing or giving. So it's like they're just intimidated. And it's, it's ego, really. It's ego. It is ego. Yeah. You know what? That, come to think of it, today on my way from work, there's this man that's always trying to disturb my peace when I'm finishing work. That's a story for another day. But he said something as well. He's running this tech group, tech course for people. And he was saying how there's a guy in the group that kept bothering him that, you know, I'm really glad you've been able to put me on this course because I can get another job to support. Apparently he works already, but he wanted something else to support his job because he feels intimidated that his wife is a midwife and she's earning more than he is. And it's not even a matter of he just wants to be able to earn more than her. Yeah. And he said, this guy has been losing sleep. I can understand wanting to, you know, achieve more which is a good thing but he said he just he emphasized it in a way where it seemed like he was almost just not having the fact that his wife earns more than it cannot it cannot exist under the same roof as him the way this guy was talking about it and I was just thinking this is exactly what we're talking about in our podcast today this woman is earning more great why does it always have to be like no 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 Yes, you earn more, but you can't. This can't go on under this roof. I have to earn more than you do. Why? Yeah. Why is it emasculating? Like one of the things, Kit, you were talking about in our group chat is the fact that men feel like they have to be the ones who provide. Like men feel like they have to be the ones who bring home, you know, the bread or bring home the bring home the money to provide for their families. And so, like a lot of men, tie their identities to being able to do that. And so, if they're not if they're not, then, you know, they kind of feel like, well, I'm not the man anymore because my wife is making more than me. But like you said, Barbara, it's 2022. I think we're past that. And I think now, too, there are a lot of women who make more than their husbands do or make more than their partners do. And it shouldn't be that big of an issue in 2022. And even if there are some men who may make more than their wives, but may still feel emasculated just because a woman is a powerful woman or not you know not dependent on them i want to play a bit of devil's advocate today okay bear bear with me but don't you feel like there's also a side of me that feels a lot of um empathy i don't know if it is it empathy or sympathy towards these people because i'm like the way society is misogyny is a big thing yes and it's always coming for our next yes but sometimes I can't help but feel sorry because the pressure that men are under is also very real. The way they're socialized from when they're children and they internalize these things, then they grow into these roles and then they put it out there in the world. There's a part of me that can't help but almost feel empathy where it's like, yeah, I kind of get why you're coming from that place but if we say as we're a society who are we're going to progress you have to learn how to challenge some of these ideologies or some yeah. of these things that you've internalized so i think for me it really feels like a spirit of being competitive but you they forget that when you're coming into a relationship you're supposed to be a team right so our resources should be a collective 
it's not that me against you, but I, I get what you're trying to say. Like they, they, there's a lot of pressure, like times are changing now. And, um, and because of social media as well, where people are just showing off there, you know, the grass is green, you know how they say the grass is green on yeah. in Instagram, that's showing off this. And then you wonder maybe that your wife is seeing the same things that you're seeing. He, she's seeing maybe another guy who's doing so well. And now the pressure is on you to perform uh, in terms of financial, bringing money back home. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's just, um, yeah, it's, I think it's an unfair uh, pressure to put on yourself. If your wife wow. is getting more than you are getting, that's a blessing. It is a blessing. Because really, it's your kids that are going to um, benefit from that money that she's bringing, yourself as well. And if, God forbid, something happens to you, your wife will be able to take care as well of the family and things. So I I think it's a flawed uh, mindset where they're coming from. You know, it's it's all about teamwork when it comes to relationships. And, And what bothers me the most is what are they telling their daughters? Are you telling your daughter not to be a high achiever? Or is this a double standard? Does it apply to the person that you are dating? Is it a control thing? Is it a power thing, power struggle? Or are you intimidated by her intelligence and not um, success? Because sometimes some people, they come high achievers and more, right? So Mm -hmm. I really pick these men's brains to just find out where they're coming from. But to me, it's it's a toxic masculinity to me. It is toxic masculinity. Because to start a podcast, because I know loads of men, boys who push for women who are achieving more. My best friend, he's always preaching about, you know, how he loves to see women achieving more and aiming higher. And then there's the flip side of the coin where it's like, you're coming for our next. And isn't it just exhausting being a woman in this world these days? Because it's just like, I get it. It must be exhausting for men as well with all the pressure and everything. But for me, I'm exhausted. Because as mm. a young woman coming into this world, I don't know what to do anymore. Where, where do, what, what's the direction? Because if we do, we, if we achieve too much, we're doing too much. If we don't achieve enough, when we're lazy. When do we win? We're not doing it for them. Like, exactly. We're not doing it for them. And at the end of the yeah. day, they are going to have oh, their opinions. You know, like the men on that podcast, I wouldn't, I would not make any excuses for them because it didn't sound like an issue where it was, I have to work through the stereotype that men have to provide and I don't want it to make more than me. From that standpoint, it sounded more like I just don't want to be with a woman who is high achieving. And that sounds to me like, yeah, well, that's something you need to deal with. You need to deal with your insecurities. That's what that it sounds like to me. And feel like sometimes like you dress up for them. No, dress up for me. I dress up mm-hmm. for me. I dress up because I want to feel good. I dress up because I want to look good. I dress up for me. And then I call my friends and I feel like, what you wearing? And I'm aware. You know what I mean? Like, I don't dress- we probably dress for ourselves and our girlfriends more than we dress for men. And in the same way, in the way that we live our lives, my goals that I have, the things that I want to achieve, I'm not asking the question, am I going to be able to get married because I want to achieve certain things? Or am I going to be able, or, you know, if someone's going to be attracted to me because I want to do certain things, like I have a lot of goals. We're not doing it for them. We're doing it for us. Stop starting podcasts to talk about women because they have no clue about them. Yeah. 
society wants to nitpick at everything. You're high achieving. You're not achieving too much. You're this, you're that. For me as well, I, I think this topic in general gets me very pressed because women in the dating society have to face so many stereotypes. You have to be this, you have to be that, you have to be that. It all goes also ties into what we were talking about last week with like being true to yourself. And if you are not strong in your identity, the noise can get very loud. So I had some statistics for us. Um, so 8% of uh, FTSE 100 companies uh, had a female CEO. Instead of these men encouraging women to be going and taking up these positions, they're busy saying, oh, you're not dateable just because you've achieved this thing. And can you imagine of that 8%, how many are actually black women as well? You know, so it's just one of those things where we need to be careful. What are we teaching our sons? What are we teaching our daughters? Because the best thing that came into my mind is like, who raised you? Like who raised these men for them to have this mindset? And it's like, we have a lot of work to do. Would you say that high achieving and high value are interchangeable? So with high achieving, it's somebody who's, I, I would say like an alpha female, even though I hate using alpha and, and all these um, yeah. labels. So um, a high achieving woman is somebody who's earning uh, maybe, let me say a, a six figure salary or maybe even a five figure salary. Uh, and she's maybe she's in a leadership role. So those men were saying you've achieved all of these things and now you say you want to date me or you want to be in a relationship mm -hmm. so to them I think they were thinking like uh you're now a project like you're viewing me as a project that you want to take on and conquer so you're coming in with this masculine energy because I think they tie in like masculinity that masculine energy with being successful I guess the high achievement means different for everyone but from what they were talking about it's very superficial yeah oh she drives a nice car oh my gosh she's coming from my neck my masculine my toxic masculinity my fra the fragile fragility of my masculinity is coming out now because this woman drives a nice car it's so superficial as well I guess high achieving means um different for everyone but I wouldn't necessarily tie it to something as superficial as driving a nice car or, you know, an expensive car. Or, yeah, that's just what I think. I wouldn't yeah. tie it to that. I, I don't know exactly. I don't think I have the words to articulate what I would define as a um, high achieving woman. But I mm -hmm. know it's when I think of that, I don't think of something superficial. It's just someone who does their best. Yeah. So it's different yeah. from a high-value woman because somebody who's not earning much can be a high-value woman. And somebody who's earning a lot can be a high-value woman. Sometimes those people who are earning a lot cannot be... Sometimes they are not high-value women, right? Yeah. So with a high-value woman is a person who's very self-aware. She's mm. maybe in control of her emotions. She can really add to a man's life or her life. She's, she does good for her own self. She's mm. good by herself. And uh, she's just well-balanced. That's what I believe a high-valued woman is. Mm. Um, yeah, so I think they were specifically talking about a high, 
achievers. So people who who excel at everything, you know, the people mm. who have a lot of money, resources, people who have a lot to bring to the table in terms of materialistic, like you're saying that they were coming from a materialistic point of view. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my, my take on it. It's almost like they're like, well, if I can't buy you the car, if I can't give you the money, then why do you need me? But if you feel like that's all you could give to me, then I definitely don't need you. My background when I was growing up, I didn't see a lot of independent women. So I think I made this very strong vow to myself from a very young age that it almost got toxic to my own self at some point that I was like, I'm never going to need, not just the man, because I saw the struggle of needing a man in households and they weren't even there. And that's everyone relied on a man in those households. That I just made a huge, strong vow to myself. I didn't even say, not to rely on a man I said don't rely on anyone mm. and oh my gosh that came with its positives but it also it sure comes with it and its negatives because sometimes when you're trying to be too much of an independent person that can also be a bad thing you need to find a balance and yeah. I now think like I'm now trying to be a bit more self-aware but it's like how men now tag you certain traits in you as being masculine even just the slight look like go on then you know it's like sometimes I'm like in this moment right now am I being judged as being masculine Mm. (laughs) you know I struggle to take from people like that so if you want a high um, you don't want a high value woman or a high achieving woman because you want to give 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 some of us don't want to take and then too like where why you why you giving I just feel like I don't always know if it's genuine. You know what I mean? If it's a friend and I, I know that this is just a friend and it's genuine friendship, okay, maybe. But um, otherwise, it's like, what do you want back? Because whatever you want, I probably can't give you anyway. If it's a relationship, it's probably going to be cool. <laughs> the amount of times I have had someone trying to date me or get to know me or something say, oh, I just feel like I can help you so much. Did I tell you I was hungry? Or did I tell you I don't have clothes on my back? Or I don't have somewhere to sleep? Like, I've had that so many times. And I'm not typically the girl that plays damsel in distress. So who are you trying to help? Because I'm looking at you thinking, oh, you need a lot of help. If anyone needs help between the both of us, it's you, my bro, not me. So it's like, I get that as well. And it's like, why are you carrying this hero complex on your shoulders? Who are you trying to help? Have you finished helping you? Would any of you consider yourself an alpha woman though? I do. <laughs> I do. I actually do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. 100%. The thing is, I find it very funny me saying this because I'm such a soft person. Yeah. I come across very soft but ooh, the fire boiling in me i am nothing less than an alpha honey you better sit back and learn mm. <laughs> i don't think i'm an alpha i think i'm a beta but i think people confuse beta with weak right like people think betas are pushovers and that's not necessarily what a beta is beta would be someone who you may not be overly aggressive but you're assertive you are pretty comfortable and chill and can go with the flow, but also have strong boundaries and can say no. So you're not 
you're not conflict averse, but you're not going to look, go looking for conflict either. You can handle conflict. You can handle yourself. Say when you put it like that, I might be there too. Okay. I'm not going to say which one I am because I don't know what, what in, they entail, but whatever yeah. you're saying sounds like a bit of me. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm more that than alpha. I don't, I not even think, I know I'm not an alpha, but I was watching something on the real. They had something about alpha women and beta women and something, something, something along those lines. And she was like, their point was like, you become different things at different times. What the moment requires, you become that at different times. So in one situation, I may come across as an alpha. In another situation, I may come across as a beta. Like it's kind of fluid as opposed to one fixed thing. Although you may be more of something, but you know. I like that more. The fact that it's fluid and you can be more than one. Okay, that, I'm, I'm all the above, honey. <laughs> so I'm, I'm naturally a beta woman but then my dreams have forced me to be an alpha and once you start to get into the business world you see honey that there's alphas everywhere wow and yeah. tell you how to be like how to run run your own stuff and it's like uh uh-uh. i feel like i feel like kit is a typical boss you're a boss let me just she's a badass boss like she's like i just walked into the room honey and you're like yep that's the audiologist she's coming i feel like you're a boss i feel like yeah definitely when you put it in the business world you're definitely an alpha you're a boss yeah but naturally really i'm a beta naturally yeah it's it's, i had to pray to be an alpha i had to but I think alphas and betas, they complement each other, though, because you can't have alphas working in the same team. That's not going to be good. So I don't know in relationships. I guess maybe that's the next thing we want to discuss. Uh, some men, you know, they don't want to be labeled as beta men, you know. Like, some women don't want to date beta men. Yeah. So it's it's just society and it's labels and it's yeah see you guys lost me in the labels me as soon as labels come i'm like i'm a bit of this i'm a bit of take me everywhere let's go in the wind let's flow baby i love to flow (laughs) would you say Uh, oh no but i say no because from what i've heard is just a bit too much and i can't do too much Read the definition. Make it make sense. An alpha male is a man who takes charge. One who imposes his will on others, not the other way around. Uh, other men want to be him. Women want to be with an alpha male intimidates. He is unquestionably in charge, no matter what the situation is. An alpha male is loud, brash, doesn't care what anybody else thinks. So let me just look. Let me Google the alpha female. So an alpha female is a powerful and successful woman, often in a leadership role. Alpha females are often described as intimidating by men and women alike. I don't think I'm intimidating. I'm definitely not intimidating. But isn't that interesting how the definitions for a man and a a woman, they're kind of different. Like alpha, what, what it means to be an alpha female is not exactly the same as an alpha male. Even though the the intimidating part is there, but then with the male, it's more of it's like narcissistic trait almost. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's toxic. But even with this video, I like to think like surely there's men that don't just 
get intimidated. I like to think there's a balance, although I haven't seen many, many of it or much of it. I still, from the little that I've seen, I like to think, yeah, there's a balance. For any, any man that may watch this video or come across this video, <laughs> is intelligence um, intimidating to you? Are you intimidated by intelligent women? But I almost said, do they hate women? Do they hate us? Like, yeah. mm -hmm. They want the idea of a woman. But they don't really, you know, when they, when they get in a relationship, but the fact, like, if a man could just pick pick at certain things that you do that make you a feminist. So if a man could pick at you being a high-value woman or a high-achieving woman, he hates women. Because why wouldn't you want a woman to be high-achieving? Why wouldn't you want a woman to be high-achieving? Why wouldn't you want her to be high-value? Why wouldn't you want her to have things for herself? Why wouldn't you want her to know her worth? If that upsets you, then you hate women. You do. And you probably hate yourself too. You need some inner work. Inner healing. Look at our intro episode. Maybe do some inner work. Yeah. <laughs> you need something. You need something, something. Because you're struggling in life. Yeah. Where did it come from? Mm. Do you know who, Do you know what they need? They need mm. baby Jesus. You need prayer. Yeah. Fasting, deliverance, all of it. Yeah. Because you're sick. <laughs> Because they're so stuck, probably they're so stuck in their ways. For you to actually have the audacity to come on camera and say those things. So to you, it's like uh, your past deliverance, my friend. <laughs> mm. What's our next question? Are these problems that we are talking about here, do you think they are unique to millennials? I do not think so. I think if anything is worse, older generations because that's when men really had their chest they had their old chastity back then their chest mm -hmm. was like this now it's like this back then it was i feel like back then there was no rules a lot of things went on at, on the yeah. side of women a lot of things went in our favor so i feel like i don't think these problems are unique to millennials but i feel like millennials they are the ones that have the chest to go and sit on this social media because now we have it then they didn't have it then so yeah, if they had it, they probably would be doing the same thing. I think, yeah. like, like back then, it was definitely more language of women know your place than there is now. So, yeah. I think maybe it might have been worse then. Like, who knows? You could imagine it could have been worse back then. In the Bahamas, women got the right to vote in 1961. 1961, you know what I mean? Like, my Grammy is still alive. My Grammy lived through that. My Grammy has never voted in her life. So like a lot of women back then, they didn't have things for them, to themselves. They needed men. Um, and so like a lot of things, they needed a husband to do. And so I think it could have been worse. Men had reasons to pop their chest out back then. Now it's a lot of showboating. There's not as much reason because women are doing their thing. Women are achieving and earning and being bosses. And, and I feel like some of these men, uh, they are not taking the initiative to um, change their thinking because this has been going on through generations and generations. Yeah. And it's like now the world is changing. Like you're saying, there's a lot more women who are achieving high, high things. They're being, they're taking up high, um, top roles in companies and stuff like that. But they, they're still stuck in that mindset of the 60s, you know, because they have not taken the initiative. And what's sad is they'll probably have sons 
and they'll just teach them the same thing unless somebody in the black mind decides to say, no, no, I need to raise, a, like, I need to be conscious or maybe just um, to change this thinking because this cannot go on. Really, this is rotten thinking. It's just rotten stinking thinking. I'm sorry. What triggered you the most about that video? Everything. Yeah. <laughs> All of it. It's so, it's just so painful. And for me, I just, I'm a highly sensitive person. I just find it makes me exhausted. When I watch things like that, I get, you guys play, I played it for two seconds and I was so tired and I was just ready. I was ready <laughs> for blood. Yeah. You know, it just exhausts me that we have to deal with so many things as women in society. It's tiring. Every day, as black people, we have to deal with things. Then as a women, then this, then day. sorry, day means why? Why? Can we just breathe, please? I haven't finished recovering from the last thing that society tried to push on me. Then there's people like this talking like, it's just, for me, I just find it exhausting. That's it. I, I found it disgusting. It's like disgusting thinking. You know, it's almost like I want to, sorry if somebody's eating and listening to this puke. Because it's like, who thinks like this? Who sees this on camera? It shocks you, right? Like, yeah. you think you've heard it all. Mm. Then the next person throws another bomb and you're just like, wow, I thought this foolishness would have an end. Apparently it doesn't. And you'd be surprised how many men think that way. He was just bold enough to say it. But there are men who think that way, but they won't ever tell you. But they think yeah. that way. Thank you so much for listening. We're going to go now. But we'll uh -huh. see you next week. Bye. Thank you for watching. We'll see you next Wednesday. We post every Wednesday, so stay tuned.